0: and welcome to the Hot Copy Podcast, a podcast for copywriters all about copywriting. Today, we're going to be talking about copywriting formulas. Is using a formula cheating or is it smart copywriting? Spoiler, it's both. Kate and I will be talking about our favorite copywriting formulas and how to use them. If you've ever wondered where on earth do I begin this copywriting, this episode is for you. My name is Belinda Weaver. I am a copywriter. My business is Copyright Matters and I'm the creator of the Copywriting Masterclass and with me is Kate Toon.
1: Hello. I, hello. Hello. My name is, I was going to say hola and I got confused. My name is Kate Toon. I'm a copywriter, the founder of the Clever Copywriting School and the recipe for SEO
0: success online learning hub. Sorry. That's all right. So today uh, I asked a question in the intro. And it was rhetorical. I asked if using copywriting formulas was was cheating or smart copywriting. And I think it's both because only beginners write from scratch. I think copywriting formulas give you a framework to hang your ideas and your words on. And, you know, it's an all important skeleton that lets you structure your copy in the most persuasive way. That is why I love them.
1: Yeah, we were just discussing this before we started the podcast. and um, They are fantastic. And I feel a fool because as many of you all know who will uh, listen to the podcast, I'm not much of a book-read copywriter and I've never done a copywriting course. My copywriting background is from advertising agencies. I really, really don't remember being sat down and taught these formulas by any of my creative directors. Most of my creative creative directors were designers. They come from a design background rather than copywriters. But I wish they taught me these because they are so helpful so I feel like you know I was just muddling along kind of doing this but it's amazing how much a simple acronym a uh, simple copy, copy formula just gives you that structure so yeah there you go here's my little story <laughs> <laughs> it just gives you a place to start and helps you kind of beat that blank page
0: so yeah so um have you Now that you're obviously a very experienced copywriter, copywriter oh. do you use formulas now or is, do you still kind of just instinctively? I
1: think instinctively? I'm very much an instinctive copywriter. <laughs> I have to be honest. I'd love to say, you know, I, yeah. So I just, I think, yeah, I can't answer that question. I, I don't sit there with a sticky on my note saying pass, put it that way. You know, but then I go back through my page and go, oh, look, I did pass.
0: Yeah, Um, absolutely. So you intuitively know, you intuitively do this. Absolutely. I I like having the structure of the formula. I feel, I kind of like feeling like I'm taking a shortcut as well. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And more than, more than both those things, I like, I like the focus it gives me for my brainstorming. So I, don't, I feel like I'm not wasting time brainstorming elements of copywriting that I'm not really going to use in the copy. It gives me a focus, which I just feel makes me write faster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it does. So the first one we're going to cover is the one you just mentioned, PAS.
1: Yeah, so PAS, P-A-S, is pain or problem where you present the problem your customer potentially feels. Agitate, you kind of poke and fiddle with that problem. Uh, solve, you present the solution. So pain, agitate, solve. And here's an example, which I stole from Belinda's blog post. So um, you wrote some copy about an imaginary mattress company. Uh, not too imaginary now, because there seem to be 900 mattress companies advertising to me on Facebook all the time. Do you notice that as well, Belinda? Yeah, Mattresses yeah. that come in boxes and expand. They know that we don't get enough sleep. That's They do. So there you go. There's the problem. You know, when was the last time you had a really good night's sleep? The kind of sleep that makes you wake up, feeling all refreshed and excited to get out of bed. That's the problem. You agitate that. So you kind of, you know, put your finger in the wound, as it were, you know, and talk about what that, could lead to. So, a bad night's sleep can leave you feeling like someone packed your skull with cotton wool. You can't concentrate, you feel irritable, and no amount of coffee will clear the fog in your brain. And you could agitate further by saying, you know, it also has long term health risks if you don't get good sleep and you really drive it home. Um, and then you get to the solve. So, if this happens a lot for you, well, then you need a new tempiopedic mattress. Did I say that right? You won't be sleeping, you'll be floating with perfect support all night long. So a variation on this is, Passo, so pain, agitate, solve, and then add outcome on the end. And um, so I think adding the outcome someone can expect is a lot more persuasive than just presenting the solution. So maybe you could say, "Yeah, you can get this beautiful night's sleep and you know then you know this means that you're gonna see this much improvement in your concentration and you know this these kind of health benefits. And you could state that outcome as a statement or as statistics, if you've got some something to back things up with, or it could be case studies or testimonials. So I think this is one of the easiest formulas to use. It's one of the easiest ones to remember. And I think intuitively it's something that we all do, but I think the outcome element just adds that extra, extra Oh, adds that extra something.
0: <laughs> do you like that one? Yeah, this is probably my go-to copywriting formula. And the reason is, I just think starting with the pain really helps you communicate to the reader. I get you, I understand you, um, this is what you're in, this is the hell you're in, and I understand, mm-hmm. and I just think it's a really powerful way to open a piece of copy, so um I, it's, it's my go-to and I, I agree. I think adding the outcome to the formula, not quite as catchy, um, but it's definitely more effective. Um, awesome. So the next one we wanted to talk about because um, it would be a rather short episode if we both went, <laughs> PAS, yeah, and we're done, is... Um, IDA, which is uh, Attention, Interest, Desire, Action. And this is a really, really old formula. Like I learned this concept when I did marketing at uni. So it's a classic one. Just because it's old doesn't mean it doesn't work. You know, obviously the idea here is you've got to get the reader's attention with a great hook that gets the next part of your copy read it's usually the headline as with anything or just trying to get the next bit of copy read so you need to get their attention it could be the pain point of the formula the PAS formula we just talked about it could be a focus on the outcome it could be the transformation that someone secretly desires um, or a surprising truth you know you're talking about a hook here that gets someone's attention you want it to be eye catching you need it to be the biggest benefit the biggest problem the unique selling proposition, something like that. Um, we'll include a link to our, our episode on uniqueness so you can dig into some really good techniques on that. Um, there's a lot of ways to get someone's attention, the target reader's attention. So, you have to understand who they are and what will get their attention. Then, of course, you need to perk up their interest, which is the next one. Why are they going to be interested in what you have to say? Maybe it's some fresh information that augments the headline, but your goal here is to keep the reader reading. And then, of course, you have to make them want it, the desire step. And so this is where it, is, where it becomes more emotional and instinctive. You cover the benefits, and um, we'll link to an episode where we talked about that. We've talked about a lot of things, Kate, already on this podcast. Wow. Yeah, very helpful. But you know, you have to make them want it and then you need them to take some action. All these formulas kind of end in an action. So, this is where you maybe present an offer, overcome objections, and have the call to action. So, attention, interest, desire, action. And as I said, it's really common. I have to admit, I've never really used this as a starting point in the same way. As I've used the PAS and PASO formula, because kind of I find this one a bit vague.
1: Yeah, I get you. The pain points are just easier, I think. But and um, I found a variation on AIDA on Buffer, and it lays out a great formula. But it's an impossible to say. I'm going to try and say it. it's a So it's not catchy. catchy, catchy, <laughs> yeah. And this is attention, interest, so the same as before. But then we add a few more bits and bobs. We add credibility, so a reason why they should believe you. Proof, so prove that what you're claiming is actually true, so that could be in the form of statistics or results or testimonials. Benefits list them all out. Pretty straightforward. Then scarcity. So create scarcity. Talk about how, you know, potentially there's a limited number or you only offer this service or product to a certain amount of people. Action. So we're back into AIDA again, I think. Tell them exactly what to do. So be very clear on what you, the next step that they need to take. Warn. And then you're still going. You're not finished yet. You warn them what's going to happen if they don't take action. And then now you motivate them to do something right now. Now, I think this, you know, you can, now I see this in front of me. I see person. It makes me, it reminds me of a lot of the hardcore sales pages that I see for, you know, online software. We're not going to bring up our webinar people again, but, you know, this is that completely, isn't it, Belinda? You yeah, know? yeah. To the point but, where you're like, it's it's you've sold it. Stop it. Don't I don't need a countdown timer. I don't stop it. It's too much. Yeah. I think it's too much for us sensitive little British people, but I I think I think this is used a lot. Um yeah.
0: Yeah, I think this would be useful for a long copy, like a landing yes. page. And it, it makes sense, like as you say, when you see it written out like that. And again, what we've got is we've got a, a structure. It's it's a bit like a checklist. And It doesn't mean with all these formulas, it doesn't mean you have to tick every single one off, but it it sort of gives you a place to go, all right, where do I start? How do I start this? And what haven't I mentioned? Have I offered proof? Have I, you know, warned them about what's going to happen if they don't take action? Have I given them an action? Have I created scarcity? All these kind of things. So that's where I think these formulas can really help. Even though I think we're instinctively doing this the structure it helps me go yeah have i included everything that i need to to make this a persuasive argument
1: yeah, and you know that well, we're going to talk about copy decks in an episode coming up soon, but one of the things that I do when I'm writing copy deck is I start off with something I call a skeleton deck, which is really just bullet points. So if you we were using these uh, copywriting formulas, you could just make sure you had a few bullets under each of the letters um, and then maybe even get those approved by the client and say, hey, look, is this, you know, have I got it right? Are these the points that you want me to mention and then write the copy you know so it really does help with that blank page because you're just going I need at least two bullets underneath p a s and o before I can start writing my copy and it will help you get something down on paper
0: yeah that's a really good idea because yeah as we've said what these these formulas help you do is structure your arguments and give you a place to start which I yep. think can be really useful. Um, but you know, we're talking about being persuasive here. I think we need to highlight that if you want to be persuasive, it's not a paint by numbers affair, this whole copywriting malarkey. Um, you need to understand your audience. So, yeah. yeah, you need to, like we talk about headline formulas and swipe files and copywriting formulas and all that kind of jazz, and they are very useful. But unless you know what actually goes in the spaces, they're not going to help you that much. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't think paint-by-numbers copywriting really works. I know a lot of people sort of sell that concept, you know, just add your adjective here and, you know, put this there. But it's that true empathy and being able to speak in the language of your customers and, you know, understand their story and tell the brand story that pulls it all together. But we all need a starting point. So as you said, I think these are a great way to structure, you know, what you're going to write. They don't tell you what to say. You have to figure that out.
0: Yeah, that's right. And we have, we will include some links to some other articles that have, you know, 27,000 copywriting formulas that you can use. But to be honest, I think they're all the copywriting formulas you will read about online are variations on ADA and PAS. I agree. And I think it's honestly, you get
1: overwhelmed if you get all of them. So pick one or two that work for you and then just kind of stick with them because, you know, there's a million of them and you kind of think I need to know them all to be a proper copywriter. You don't, you know, no. This works for a lot of things.
0: It's the only one I use. (laughs) All right. So that's it. This was a nice sweet uh, short one, I think, but hopefully very useful. Um, we say goodbye we read out a review of the show and today's review is from lee gree in the usa lee says i've had this podcast on constant loop since discovering it loads of insider tips from two funny smart chicks (laughs) who keep the episodes rolling and focused I feel like I found my people who happen to be seasoned pros. Thanks, Kate and Belinda. If you sold hot copy T-shirts, I'd buy one. Oh, my God. Why don't we sell hot copy T-shirts? Why don't we do that?
1: I love the <laughs> merch, Kate. I love my merch. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, that is. Happening. Oh, That is so going to happen. I'm <laughs> adding a shop to the site. <laughs> this afternoon. Um, I'm so excited about that. Thank you, Please.
0: Uh, and thank you for listening if you like the show leave us a rating and review we love to read these things out and if we know who you are we'll give you a shout out on the show you can head to hotcopypodcast.com leave any comments you have on this episode um what is your favorite copywriting formula do you use them have you ever heard of them let us know on twitter or facebook so there we are thank you kate thanks Belinda. until the next time happy writing
1: you're still listening great because i wanted to tell you about my new podcast the recipe for seo success show sadly this one's just me kate toon but it is packed full of useful practical doable seo tips and advice you can find it in the itunes store on stitcher and soundcloud just search for the recipe for seo success show We are the embodiment of past.